Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife. I'm Ashley Sanchez, here with Aaron Keller, and today we have our fishing pros from around the state. We have Joe Doucette in eastern Nevada, Jan Nemec in western Nevada, and Abby Zarnecki down in southern Nevada. Thank you all for joining. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Of course, and we wanted to bring you guys in because this is the time of year. It's fall fishing. We always say this is one of the prime seasons for fishing. So could one of you answer what, what makes this time of year so great for fishing? Do you want the uh, scientific answer or the fisherman's answer? Fisherman's answer. <laughs> um, so we'll, we'll start with the theories then. Um, I would say available food sources is going to be one of them. Um, Definitely. I think the scientific answer is probably more fun as far as cooler temperatures. Um, that, that I think is going to play the biggest part um, as far as that. But uh, the theories, uh, dirt certainly is less people out, so less crowds, um, and less available food for sure. Got it. So there is definitely a reason we promote fall fishing so much this time of year. <laughs> yeah, basically what happens, especially for trout, you have... Um, you you have the weed beds dying which is pushing out aquatic insects into the water and so for fly fishermen if you can imitate those aquatic insects like right now at south fork and wild horse with the weed beds dying the leeches are actually you know being expelled from their their summer homes and so they're using leech patterns big time surface water temperatures um, the prime temperature for trout is like 56 to 63 degrees right in there and during the summer because of our our, our dry warm hot summers um, many of our area reservoirs even in northern Nevada will have surface water temps in the mid to high 70s which turn the trout off um, so they're really deep which are they're harder to get to so now as these surface water temps have dropped down into the the mid to high 50s up here the trout have come up closer to the surface making it easier for fishermen to catch and uh, then with the photo cycle the daylight cycle getting shorter um, they realize winter's coming uh, because they're cold-blooded, when the water gets real cold in the winter, they get lethargic, don't eat as much, and so they're putting on the feed bag right now, getting ready for that winter. And so, and then, and then everybody's hunting, except for us diehard fishermen, and uh, let's get out and uh, catch some darn fish. Well, we always say even when people are out hunting, they should bring their fishing gear, because you're outside exploring already, and you don't want to come across this great body of water that would look great for fishing and not have your fishing pole so definitely bring i don't know if you waited a few years for a tag i'd sure be concentrating on hunting <laughs> <laughs> we're more talking like the upland game hunters okay <laughs> I think it's just finally gonna cool off a little bit yeah Oh, yeah. Because of the colder water temperatures, the water skiers and jet skiers aren't on the water in northern Nevada, so you don't have to, to deal with that issue in your float tube, your pontoon boat, or even just your small little fishing boat. It is definitely calmer down here in the south, too, and the waters are still warm. It's pretty amazing on the lake right now. Not to push too many more people out, but it is nice um, having uh, 
more open spaces. Um, our water's down because um, it's been so many days without any rainfall though. Um, but the fish are still getting closer to shore. We were able to see a couple small boils last week, a threadfin shad and the striper pushing them up and right near shore. It was pretty awesome. Is it just starting to get good now there or is it, has it been good for a little bit? It comes and goes. It's been good for catfish overnight, but it definitely has gotten better like at Lake Mead for striped bass because the threadfin, well for, for sorry, for um, people fishing from shore. So definitely this is the time that a lot of people that don't have boats and everything like that can actually get to the shoreline and get be successful. Um, down at Willow, down on Mojave and stuff like that. It's kind of temperate, um, but with the water so low down there too, uh, the release hasn't really come up for the fall yet. Um, it's definitely been harder to get to the short of fish. What about your urban fisheries down there? How are they doing this time of year? Um, the catfish stockings were slower this year, not as um, as much and the heat just never went away. So it took us longer to get catfish going. So uh, we should be able to get one more in here and then we don't start trout, which is our more numerous stockings until right around Thanksgiving. Um, and then bluegill, they're getting big and fun. So uh, like the two or three inches that are great for kids to take the Barbie pole or Spider-Man pole out to catch, uh, that's still doing awesome and then um, they start getting a little more hungry, like you were saying, with uh, the macroinvertebrates and the insects, uh, and that'll definitely pick up more within the next month. Good to know. Yeah, we've been getting that question about um, stalking. Everyone always messages us when we're stalking, so that's some good. So you said trout in November, one last round of catfish um, in the coming days. Yeah. No, no, I forgot about a perch just got stocked, our perch wildlife management area near Lund. So there is that opportunity and the vegetation has definitely subsided there. Um, so a, a lot easier to get out on a small boat or um, reach the shorelines without getting stuck in all the weeds. And then um, Eagle Valley, uh, the water's low, the lawn tramp is closed still, but they're getting some trout this week. Joe, were you going to say something? Well, I was going to say, I know up here in eastern Nevada, um, with the surface water temps in the mid to high 70s during the summer, they just really started stocking um, in full swing about a week and a half, two weeks ago. And so I know they've been putting fish, uh, the, the fish trucks have been going almost every day to Wild Horse, South Fork, Wilson, our larger, res more popular reservoirs. So, so the stocking is in full swing right now in eastern Nevada. Good to know. Is What are some of the waters in eastern that you would recommend people? So, so Cummins Lake down in Ely is really good, especially for those Las Vegas people who want to come up north to get a little bit away from the from the heat, you know, the heat, because it is still, you still got some warm days down there, don't you, Abby? So, so um, Cummins Reservoir in Ely, um, it's got some great bass fishing. It's got great trout fishing. The, the trout are footballs there. They're just fat little toads. Um, one thing to be aware of if you are fishing Cummins because of the pike in there, we have put uh, transmitters into some pike 
We're trying to find out where they spawn. So what we're saying is if you catch a, catch a pike down there, check to see if there's an end, uh, a piece of wire coming down um, out near the rear on the bottom. And if there is, release it back into the water. But if there's no, no transmitter antenna coming out of the, the pike, if you humanely dispatch it and not put it back in the water, we'd appreciate that. But the bass, the, the bass this time of year, people say, well, the water's getting colder, it's not bass. The larger bass actually really start getting aggressive this time of year in preparation for winter, especially in our colder climates. And, and Ely, because even though it's further south, say, than Elko, because of its elevation, um, they have some pretty darn cold winters. So the bass, the larger bass especially, are, are, are much more aggressive now. Uh, Illipaw is another underutilized reservoir, which is about halfway between Eureka and Ely on uh, Highway 50. It's a great reservoir. Um, we're, in a, we're in the fall spawning stage right now for browns and brookies, and there's some, some killer brown trout fishing in, uh, in, your, in, in Illapaw, and so that would be a good place. Um, up further north, up here in the Elko area, South Fork Reservoir is the ever popular uh, uh, reservoir for, for the Elko people, Elko County people. Um, and the fishing there has been a little bit slow until just a few weeks ago. Uh, for, for most of the last year and a half, I, I have been sending people to wild horse because the fishing's been better. But, but for trout fishing and bass fishing both right now, um, South Fork is really turned on. And they're a little bit bigger fish in South Fork than they are at, at uh, wild horse. Now, wild horse is a great place to take your family. Um, the, the perch are keeper sized. Um, you can catch a, you know, 25, 30 perch in a, in a couple hours that are between 8 and 12 inches, good, good little filleting size. It keeps the kids busy. Um, some of the, the fly fishermen are complaining about the, about the perch. Be, they're after the, the trout. But I found I'm catching just as many trout, but instead of having some really dead quiet areas between fish, I'm catching half a dozen perch between each trout. And so it keeps it active. I keep an ice chest. I release the trout trout and keep the perch. Uh, and, and so, so wild horse is, is also really good. Um, Angel Lake, uh, we've had unusually warm summer and fall. And so Angel Lake, which is one of our, our, our high, actually one of the highest elevation lakes in, in North America that you can reach by a blacktop road. It's at 8,500 feet of elevation. Um, it's, it's a great place to take the kids. It's beautiful, but it ices over earlier than all of our other lakes. So uh, by Thanksgiving, you're pretty much done going up there. And some years, even by, by Nevada Day, you're done going up there, though not this year. And so uh, uh, Angel Lake, I would take advantage of it while you could right now. So those Wilson Reservoir, you know, you were talking about upland game hunting and uh, uh, fishing. That's a great place to go if you want to do some chucker hunting um, and some hun Hungarian partridge hunting and then do some fishing as well. Um, it's, it's a really good little thing. And then our, our streams are also doing well. Um, the Jarbage, the Bruno, the East Fork of the Uaihi below Wild Horse Reservoir, they're all fishing really well right now. The, the, the hoppers have pretty much all died. We've had a couple good hard freezes. But the fish are still used to seeing hoppers. So if you're a fly fisherman and want to float a, a, a hopper pattern down there, they're still, they're still working, but not as effectively as they were a month ago. But you just can't beat this time of year for fishing up here. Lots of good insight there, Joe, <laughs> on places to go. Um, Jan we, we talked about the state parks one, right? Last week, actually. Oh, yeah. The ones that Joe ever, I don't. I was just nodding because they're, I mean, a lot of the same ones we talked about 
the state parks and it's yep. all great you know exactly well jan we want to get to western region but we're actually out of time for the first half so we'll get into that right after this break also some fun events virtual events that you guys have coming up for people to take part in that's right after the break you're listening to nevada wild if you enjoy listening to our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more information on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things wildlife, go to endow.org. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Nevada Wild. Today we're talking to all of our angler educators around the state um, about fall fishing. It's that time of year to get out there. And during the break, Jan, we were talking about some of the stocking in western Nevada. There's just a ton of fish to catch right now. Could you get into that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the hatchery there at Mason Valley has been pushing tons of fish out um, from everywhere there's everywhere as far south as the, the East Walker has seen one, I believe, in the last four weeks, but more so the urban fisheries. The urban fisheries have seen tons and tons of fish, and that's um, everywhere from Liberty Pond to down south at Mitch um, Park Pond um, there in the Gardnerville Minden area, and then up Carson City, Bailey Pond has been fishing excellent. I talked to uh, a dear friend of mine, uh, C.K. Bailey, the pond uh, guru, um, as it's named after, and, and yesterday he said it was fish after fish. He's probably gonna be really upset for me telling you that, but um, it was <laughs> it was really good. So uh, from Bailey Pond up, Maryland's Pond um, and Galena uh, Creek area, uh, Mount Rose has, has been excellent as well. And um, I even saw that we uh, put fish in at the Verdi, um, the Crystal Peak Park Ponds, which um, typically is the LCT going in through most of the summer. So it looked like we had put some fish in there as well. So those seem like those are totally loaded at the moment. Um, you know, I also did see, I think in the last four weeks, we've had at least a couple plants in the Truckee as well. So um, the Truckee for the fall now is it's just gonna really light up. Now is the time for the Truckee. So um, from the state line, we've, we've got a little more water in the river right now than, than we typically do this time of year. I think it's maybe almost twice as much or at least 100 CFS more than normal. So it's a little bit higher, but for me, that's a good thing because you don't have to be as stealthy. You don't have to use the light tippets and leaders. So um, yeah, you can be more caveman-like, um, like I fish. So um, it, it, it's a little bit higher. So definitely wanna be careful with some of the wading. Um, stuff's slippery for sure, but uh, going from in town and, and out east, um, the, the water that with the special regulations um, now from Mustang Bridge going downstream, um, that's all excellent. Um, and we saw that really in the surveys this year. Um, a few weeks ago, we did the Truckee River uh, e-surveys um, where we electroshocked up the river, not we, um, fisheries does. Um, I'm just a helper in this, but um, we found some very nice fish. Um, and especially from town going upstream into Verdi, um, the population seemed to be um, in my mind very good. Um, I don't know the numbers specifically this year, but. Um, as far as I'm concerned, it, uh, I've been out once since then, so um, it's, it's definitely worth a go. And we posted some video of that survey to our Facebook that Jan worked on. So if you want to see some of the fish 
that they were seeing out there. Definitely head to our Facebook yes. and watch that video. Yeah. Spoiler would be eight pound brown trout. Wow. <laughs> so in those surveys, that's a, the reason we do that is it's, it shows us the health of the fishery out there, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we uh, shock or survey that the same sections every year. So we get a good true kind of count on fish uh, population size. Um, and uh, as, as far as I can tell um, from the previous surveys that I've been on, th things look good this year. But again, I don't know the specific numbers and won't know probably for a little while until they, um, our dear Travis puts them into the computer and the computer tells us. Exactly. But when you're finding fish like that out there, it's a good indication that fishing is yeah. there. Absolutely. So, and then something else we want to get into as long as, is that pretty much, is there anything else for Western you'd like to cover, Jan? You know, um, I saw that, that Spooner I actually was, was on my list for other places that had received fish um, recently. Oh, yeah. that, just like Angel Lake, that one's going to freeze up here in the next few weeks um, or at least start to. Um, and as that one, that's a great example of, of Joe's, uh, some of that vegetation dying off and some of the insect life and more of the bait fish up in that lake being available to some of the larger fish. So um, that one will definitely get better and is worth a shot here before it freezes. Yeah, and Spooner actually got tiger trout. Excellent. Which is kind of a cool fish to catch tiger trout. You know, I had another sport on that one. Uh, I, I saw a, a picture of a tiger trout from uh, last fall from that, that lake that was actually over 18 inches and an 18 inch fish. Um, it's been a long time. So I, I think that one's going to be the future list. <laughs> the future list for sure. That's awesome. Good information. And um, Abby, do you want to get into our next topic we really wanted to talk about is you guys have been doing all these awesome webinars and you actually have a fish camp coming up. Can you tell us what exactly that is and what's going to be going on? Yeah, our Nevada fish camp, um, we're really, really excited about it. We were gearing for younger kids right after school, give them something to do, something to encourage them to go outside. They can um, log on, get some cool tips and tricks to be successful this fall and winter for fishing. Um, we start right off, uh, right before Nevada Day, is kind of where we were going with it too, since it's our Nevada fish camp. And on Monday, we'll start with the basics of uh, what gear you need to go out and fish, starting with either bait fishing or um, using a lure. And then the next day, we're gonna learn all about the fish. So what the fish are that we have in our waters, um, certain fish are in certain waters and where they're hiding in those waters to totally get you set up. Um, Wednesday is going to be asking a biologist and uh, literally all the questions like we were talking about earlier, like the scientific answers, we can get into all those. And then some tips and tricks that night too. Um, also more in depth on where the fish are too. And then on Thursday, since that's kind of like our Friday that week, uh, we're going to do um, some live streaming and some video recording from our urban fisheries and do a trout dissection. So totally get to see a fish from the beginning to the end and um, 
and some night programming for the adults too at seven o'clock uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. We're going to have our biologists on talking about our native fish slams, um, some more tips and tricks, and then the Northeast fisheries as well. So, um, and if you come to all of the events, we're going to give you an awesome certificate and mail out a prize. So, it's just awesome. It's our first one to kind of just really throw out all the webinars all at once, make it more like a camp since we weren't able to do anything this summer like that. So just really excited to see everybody all in one place and all in and, one week. And for the kids who get certificate, they don't have to come to the evening presentations. They just need to do the after afternoon ones, right? Yeah. And actually I just had an email from a teacher too. So um, I didn't realize some of the northern schools are going all the way till three. Um, so if they even come to like the 431, if they miss the first one, as long as they're like coming, it'd be nice to see someone every single day. Um, it's totally worth it to come every single day. So at least do a program a day. We're going to look through the um, registration list and um, that'll get you a certificate for sure. That answered my question too. When you first started talking about it, I was going to ask if someone can't go to one day, can they not sign up then? Like you don't have to go to every single day. I mean, it'd be nice because then you get a certificate. But um, yeah. so say that shouldn't discourage them though. Say they could make one time but not another. Yeah, I mean, and it's just, we just want to get that information out to everybody. It's totally beneficial. Like not very often do we get to ask the biologist specifically about all this stuff and go into depth, depth about our native fish slam. So that's pretty cool even for me to get to hear from Chris Crookshanks about that. And um, trout dissections are always cool. You know, you don't always get to catch a fish and clean it yourself. So why not get to see somebody else go through everything, including the stomach and see what's actually the fish are actually eating too. Very cool. So it'd be beneficial if everyone goes to all of them. Like so you said, beneficial. we never get this um, opportunity. No. So how do people register? And did you say that's next week? Yeah. So just like with any of our um, in-person classes, since this is all virtual, you can still log on to our register ed page through our website, um, through Facebook. Um, we're also going to post it on the next our app, which we've definitely seen some people from. Uh, so Honestly, just get online and look for it. Uh, so um, it will be Zoom platform. So um, we're trying to make it as easy as possible to get you signed in. If you sign in for the afternoon class, um, one registration will count for that full day for either 3 or 430. Cool. Yeah, definitely get registered. With all of our webinars, it seemed like it's been pretty easy for people. Um, like Abby said, just go to our Facebook events or even go to our website, the registered.com, and they're listed there. And then anything else anyone wants to add? Oh, fish. <laughs> oh, fish. Yeah. Um, you know, we're going to have some 
the, the afternoon stuff is geared towards our, our youth. It's kind of an after school thing. And so there's going to be some very basic stuff there. This is really good for those people whose parents don't fish. And so if the parents want to participate with their children to learn some of this stuff, it'd be a great opportunity to learn some of the just basic stuff to go down to your local urban fishery, um, throw a hook in the water with, with a worm and a bobber, um, easy peasy. It's, you don't have to spend a lot of money to go fishing. And it's a great way to get outside fresh air, get the kids away from the computer screen, even though we're making them do the computer screen for the webinar. It's the best we could do, but we're still connecting yes. them with the outside and making them want to go out and fish. Absolutely. So, and one thing we haven't said yet, which we have to say, head to endowlicensing.com if you haven't yet. And now's the time to get your fishing license. They're good for a year from the date of purchase. So get on there. Again, those people, upland game hunters, anyone interested in that, you might as well make it a combination license so you have it all in one. So I appreciate all of you guys being here today. And, and you know, you're talking about buying a license. Could I add something to that? We of have course. a great deal for the youth. Um, a, a combination hunting fishing license for the youth, I think is only like $15. And, and so it doesn't cost that much money to get your kids out fishing at all. And that's good for a whole year. Um, and then our seniors, same thing for those seniors out there. If you're 65 or older, been a Nevada resident for five years, you get a combo hunting and fishing license for under 20 bucks um, for annual license for a whole year. And I mean, you can't even go to, you know, go to a movie and buy popcorn for that. That's very true. And this is a better way to get, get outside, enjoy the outdoors, enjoy that great fishing we have out there. So, well, thanks again, everyone. I appreciate you taking the time to do this. I feel like we all, anytime we want to do a fishing podcast, you three are the ones we call. So, Anytime. Love to fish. <laughs> and thank you, everyone, for listening. That does it for this week's Nevada Wild. again next week for our next adventure, Nevada Wild. It's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife. <laughs> <laughs>